It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy live and direct from Monaco. Yes, it does not feel real. Now, for those watching on YouTube, I am sorry that this is how we're doing it. You know, we're, we're just we're just working with a little tripod on a camera with some mic. You know what I mean? It's a bit of a scuff job this weekend. But look, would you rather have content or no content? Exactly. We're doing our best. And those for audio as well, to be fair, YouTube and audio, sorry about potentially hearing some serious tunes going on outside. If you literally look out the window, there is a beach party going on right now that we lost the invitations for. Yeah, Clearly, unfortunately we cannot somewhere control. Lost in the post. I tried to go down there and say, look, Tom Bellingham is recording a podcast right now, please. He did uh, do that, and they said who? Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about what happened in practice then, and we can give you a bit of insight as to what it was like down on the ground live in monaco unbelievable i've even got my nice little podcast sheet right in front of me but on my phone so again bit of a scuff job um we had a spanish one two in fp1 signs ahead of alonso and the dream was well and truly alive it was signs looking good uh, around here has to be said obviously he topped the Top the session, we don't know who might have got extra laps in at the end because of the incident that we'll talk about in a bit. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. It's, it's such a weird feeling being at a race. We say this so many times, but apologies. It's so hard to absorb when you're there. It, it's such no a different idea. vibe. People that have been to races will know it's such a different experience because I don't feel like no other sport when you're at a Grand Prix, you're like, Right, so what happened? Like we got back and we're like, oh, we need to see the FP2 highlights and see what went on, even though we were literally there watching and had the cars right in front of us. It's a very weird Yeah, we, 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 could, we could see the times and we saw that you know, Alonso was going fastest and signs and, and that, that's fine, but that's like seeing the score in football but not actually watching what's going on. You know, like it makes you, you realise what a complicated sport F1 is. Yeah, ridiculous, yeah. because you don't know how the tyres are acting, not what necessarily run like run plans they're on and, and so on. So it's quite difficult as the bass has just been turned up by the DJ. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, but it is difficult, really difficult. And I think that's something Formula 1 genuinely have to improve moving forward because as you have so many more people getting into the sport, if they're spending, well, I mean, in Monaco, they're spending an absolute truck tonne. But like... In general, you know, four or five hundred quid maybe for the British Grand Prix. You need to get that whole experience that you feel that when you actually leave the circuit, you go, "Well, I know what happened." Yeah, it's tough though, isn't it? Because it's, it's you're looking at little parts of the track. Which, speaking of which, we got to watch. Um, we watched a bit of FP1 from the corner. Well, just before Rascas um, and the what is it called? The swimming pool section. Um, just after that, oh my word, what a place to watch F1 cars. So close. So close. 
You feel like you can almost touch them. Genuinely, it looks like they, they parked up. Anyway, we're going to talk about what actually happened and our thoughts on it, and then maybe we'll get okay. into our... If, for those that actually want to stay, you can find <laughs> out about our bit of our, about our day in Monaco as well afterwards. So those can jog okay. on if they just want if you know if they just want our free practice thoughts. You know what I mean? So big thing was Alex Alban had a big crash at the end of FP1, which caused a red flag. I think James Vowles had a, an interview um, because we actually didn't see FP2. We, I was actually watching it on my phone and uh, I caught the end of it at least. And James Vowles was saying that he he went in two kilometres an hour too quick into turn one and then something about modular braking which I absolutely understood uh, and then you know that caused that crash so he just that, loves analyzing an album he crash. is I'm not even joking he's unbelievable James Valls like the way in which he describes he things yeah. is just it's kind of similar to George Russell in some ways they're so both so incredibly analytical uh, and yeah. The, the, the words they use are just so beautifully crafted they're like the Shakespeare of motorsport not like us but you wouldn't expect that from washed no. opinions, would you, really? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that, that was Alex Alban who had a big crash. Someone who almost nearly had a crash in FP1 was Charles Leclerc. And you thought he had. I was convinced because I just caught the replay, looked up at the screen, and because he turned in, he got a swapper on, I was convinced he'd hit that wall. Yeah, it was great. So I didn't necessarily... I, I don't think I was looking at the screen at the time, and you went, oh, look at hit the wall! And I was like... Biggest flop. <laughs> it's happening. Oh, God, the powers are back live. But then we watched it back, and he did get a swapper into that chicane, didn't he? But just yeah. about managed to save it. Um, so that was good. We then moved to free practice two, uh, and Verstappen was back on top. Come on, the Red Bull, you know? Here <laughs> we go. Come on. Uh, I but, love it. But again, it looks really blooming close at the front. It does. This is why Monaco is great, because... We've we've got a close race. You never know. In look look what happened with Albon, right? That qualifying crash at the end. Sorry, the practice crash at the end. We know it can happen in qualifying. It's happened. It's happened to Verstappen twice in his career already. That he's needs to get that lap in at the end, and there's a, someone's crashed, and he can't he can't get the lap in. So, and then qualifying is. The most, it's the most important qualifying of the entire year, so it does throw a curveball into the mix. Speaking of crashes, Carlos Sainz had a little cheeky turn. To be fair, he had that a near miss in FP1 doing exactly the same thing. This time he just turned in far too early and, and broke yeah. his steering arm and then into the wall. And I would actually say he got quite fortunate in how little damage he had to that car, because I remember Verstappen went in there and it was a proper proper shunt a few years ago do you remember in, in yeah that was just before free practice that was in free practice it was 3 wasn't it yeah um, and, then, and you can have quite a quite a hefty impact into there but signs kind of hit the wall i would say quite well i can hear everyone in the comments going not going to mention leclerc in qualifying in the same corner no, no what, when <laughs> no never happened deleted from but, my memory but that that is a corner that catches a lot of people out I th I, what i think it is as an expert Formula One, you know, someone that's driven Formula One cars on the regular. Um, on the game. Yeah. You, it, it's a rare bit of Monaco where you do actually have a bit of runoff area because you don't have that wall on the outside as you fly into that corner. So people really do attack it. And if you turn in a little too early, we've seen it so many times, little bump sends you just darting into the wall. Uh, and yeah, science did the same thing. But to be fair to science, he's looked good. Um, he did look good thing. up until that point. Uh, and interestingly as well, Verstappen 
at that same corner, bailed so many times and went across, just knowing that instinct of, yeah, that doesn't feel right. He's that doesn't learned, feel great. He's learned his lesson. From I'm going to go straight on. Yeah, yeah, it's just not worth it, is it? No. Um, that's one of the only real bailouts and maybe coming out the tunnel as well where you can just get out of it. Turn one as well, I suppose, but that gives you an awkward 180 spin that I think we saw Magnussen do um, yeah. at one point uh, in free practice as well. Uh, there's a question from Roos Reports F1. Could you guys see a Signs win this Sunday? Now, I, wanna, I mean, there is still a chance for sure. I think... Confidence might have been knocked a little bit by having yeah. that crash, uh, because you know, you, of course, he's got free practice three to to kind of wind that confidence back up again tomorrow before we go into quali. But I don't know. I, I feel as though Charles Leclerc has something in the tank. If Ferrari genuinely do have a pole position worthy car, that it'll probably be probably be Charles. But that's coming from someone that called him biggest flop. So. I don't know what kind of powers I'm trying to use here. No, Charles will have that extra speed in qualifying. It's just how much will he push it? Will there be a thing in the back of his mind? You know, he he's going for a third pole in a row, which is crazy in Monaco. Um, quite quite something. And did the same in Baku. He's a he is an absolute legend at street circuits in qualifying. Um, so so good. So yeah. Um, Fair play to science, he has been on the pace. Uh, he has. A lot, a lot more to Charles, but um, we'll see. But I would expect Charles to, uh, to be quicker when it comes to the actual, you know, Q3. The big boy lap, the big as they boy call lap, it. That's going to be very juicy when that happens. And you're going to be here in Monaco to yes. experience it all. I can't wait. I think your grin is going to be about as big as uh, <laughs> as when I see Charles Leclerc. Um, question from Juan Pablo SF1. We actually saw Juan Pablo Montoya today walking into we the did. paddock, which was quite cool. Would one lap shootout qualifying improve qualifying in Monaco or make it worse? I love the current qualifying format for Monaco, but there is a lot of traffic and prevents drivers setting amazing laps. Look, I'll say it once. I'll say it a thousand times. Q1, Q2, be as you are. You know, you have the traffic, you have the chaos, you have yeah. the, oh, we haven't got out of the way, blah, blah, blah. And that sort of stuff. Q3, one lap, shootout. I don't want <laughs> any more debate. It is that. That is the best format. No one else's opinion matters unless it's the same one as mine. The thing is, though, Monaco, no, I do, I would like, I would like it, but then there is part of me that's like, it is that jeopardy, but then when it does happen and someone crashes, it is really annoying because you know that, even though I love Monaco, the race is rarely good and the, the final few minutes of Q3 is the bit of the weekend. Like It's the best bit of the weekend. In my opinion, it's one of the best like bits of the Formula One calendar because it's drivers going absolutely, you know, flat out on a crazy circuit where one little mistake costs everything and uh, it is such a shame when that little bit gets taken away and people can't finish their laps so if you had you know one lap qualifying you'd still get that excitement of whoever goes out last because they're you know you'd imagine what it would be was the person quickest in Q2 they'd go out last so it's like they're quickest can they do it now? Can they deliver? I think it'd be good. Very juicy. FIA, F1, I hope you're, you're taking <laughs> notes because uh, we got this. Uh, and question from Jones underscore RF873. Could Fernando actually win? 
please allow him to, says at the end of that one. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's really about us allowing them. <laughs> is because, that, I mean, is that why you got your hoodie on? I've got my hoodie on. It was a lovely gift that we received today. So I thought I'd whack it on for the pod, see what happens. <laughs> there's so many powers being moved around here. I'm not sure what's going to come true. But if all of them are being used, perhaps one of them will. And then I'm well, yeah, powerful. We've interviewed, well, we've, we've done a video with both Ferrari drivers. So they're cursed. Not this weekend. Not this weekend, today. but it's obviously the next the next event. With Red Bull, so yeah, Aston Martin might be the only kind of top team that are kind of scot-free. No, because I said biggest surprise, pole position and the win for Fernando Alonso. <laughs> so we will see. Um, it's going to be fascinating. But I think there is definitely a chance. Fernando Alonso looked really quick. I also want to shout out Lando Norris. Yeah. Had an amazing first two practice sessions. He's, of course, moved to Monaco and it's like his backyard now. So he's uh, he did a really good job, especially in FP2, I think. Um, so... There could be a little nice McLaren, maybe fifth or sixth place. If uh, we don't know, we still don't know where Mercedes are really stacking up. No, in all that of this was a weird well. one because Hamilton looked really quick at the start of free practice one, and Tommy was like, "Oh my god, I've called, I've said biggest flop, and Mercedes are going to win." <laughs> they bolted the side pods on. It's a rocket ship. Oh my god! Uh, and then they were what sixth and ninth. I yeah, say. it wasn't, and it wasn't where it seemed to be heading at the start. Where no. you, are you, okay, Mercedes, come on. <laughs> um, but no, it. it We'll see. We'll see where it all stacks up. I'm sure they're doing a lot of learning. You know, this is not necessarily bolt it on and win the Monaco Grand Prix. They're just trying to see. Well, they're trying to see if it's better than the the no side pod approach, which uh, of course they're hoping for. Um, so yeah, but Lando, I think he could be in with for a good result if he smashes qualifying. He's good at Monaco. Um, let's not forget he, well, he lapped Daniel Ricciardo here uh, a couple of years ago. Um, got a podium as well. So yeah, he's very good around here it is one of those tracks where you do have certain drivers that can really like hook it up and uh, put in a good performance so I just, I just can't wait for qualifying it's such a it's like race day moment. isn't it, it it's race genuinely day race day yeah. um, tomorrow uh, in, in in a lot of regards because it's, it's more than 50% qualifying tomorrow yeah, yeah. Um, I can't personally wait to see uh, how that all unfolds 
where a Red Bull boat was there. Yeah. Uh, so we docked that, uh, got on the boat, whatever you call it. I'm not a boat person. Uh, and then it took us to the Red Bull Energy Station, which is just outside the paddock. That was in, in, insane in itself, just to be coming in, to, like, in a boat and seeing all of these massive super yachts yes. all around. One of them had an F40 on it. Like, unbelievable. I mean, that's a flex in itself, yeah, isn't it? Surreal. You know? um, so, so that was, that was, I was happy to just go home then, to be honest. I was, I was, long, right. that was a lovely little boat ride. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, we, so we arrived at the, the, the Rebel Energy Station, which we, where we were basically put for, for most of the day. We could obviously go and have a look at the, the grandstand, uh, as you say, just before Raskas, which was amazing how close we could get to the cars. Obviously, we couldn't touch them, but it felt it like felt we like almost could. could. I don't think there's, I mean, I can't think of, there's not much more room to actually gain in terms of getting close to a car, but I can't think of anywhere else in the world you can get as close to that. Absolutely not. Not not in a not on a racetrack, um, you know, because other circuits are an amazing experience, but a lot of the time you're set back from runoff area in a grandstand and, and whatever, but oh my word, because we have to walk past Raskas, don't we, to get to our grandstand, um, and oh my word, it's, it's weird because the, they try and shoo you along because they don't want you to like stop, but it's breathtaking seeing the cars through there. So quick. I, I, I can't like put into words how quick those cars look into a corner that you just feel like is so slow mm. and they should be cruising through and they just fly into it. It's yeah, they're on rails. I think with how heavy the cars are as well, it helps them maybe be planted in yeah. those in those slowest corners but fascinating to see to see all of that and i think look i haven't even seen qualifying so that's happening tomorrow and sunday the race but i will gladly say that being here seeing the cars having the opportunity to sit in like the grandstand for example near near raskas that monaco absolutely deserves to stay on the calendar it it is a completely different experience i will say watching it on television to being here because when you're actually here, you can really, truly respect the craziness of these drivers <laughs> to go as fast as they are around here. And the fact that this circuit is even here. Like, yeah, you look uh, at... how are they hosting a Grand Prix here? Yeah, it's, it's mad. You, you can just, even when we were sort of like going back and you could hear the cars just around the city, same with yesterday when we could hear F3 practice, they're just like twisting in and out of all these it's just absolutely and how narrow as yeah. well like that when we had a very brief look around casino square you, you you're just like how the hell are they going 100 120 whatever it is through that section in like, that's why they can't overtake <laughs> well yeah and look but. it's it's a fascinating venue and and i think if you do ever get the chance to come to monaco to see the race at any point in your life um, I think it will genuinely change the perception, not necessarily of the spectacle of, oh, it's going to be a great race, because it's probably not going to be a great race. But I think it gives you that level of, okay, I can see, I see why, it's why it's on the calendar. On the calendar I think we said, yeah. didn't we, that there's a lot of talk of Las Vegas or Miami one day, maybe even replacing Monaco. Like, has that, ha have they replaced Monaco as like the kind of, you know, fancy race? It would never it would never have the history of this this track and the the kind of experience of it is it's like nothing else yeah exactly i mean we felt out of place the entire <laughs> time we've yeah. been here um but 
Yeah, it's it's so it's been so so special. I think we should mention we we uh, we saw Daniel Ricardo very briefly today. Yeah, uh, had a little meet and greet with him, um, which was amazing. Uh, it was good, great to see him after to so long since we last filmed with him. Yeah, uh, a few years ago, and um, we we managed to go down uh, the pits. Didn't we went, went, we down, did, went yeah. into the pits uh, just before crazy. just before practice. We had a little dip in the the Red Bull garage. We went up the stairs where the Red Bull garage is into this room and Checo, Sergio Perez was just walking around the room. I was like, oh, good, good afternoon, sir. Yeah. Also, it really puts into perspective how even more crazy the circuit is because everything's tiny. Like the, the going into that pit lane, you're like, they've really crammed this in here, haven't they? Um, but yeah, I just still pinching myself that we're here. Um, and what I would say is, uh, and I'm sure you're gonna say this as well, I'll never tire of the messages you guys are sending that you kind of understand how much we appreciate this and don't take it for granted because, you know, we, we never want this to be just like the normal and we are the, like I said yesterday, the, the fans that are just like, oh my God, this is crazy. So it's really nice that you guys have messaged and said, you know, you guys, um, you know, we feel like we're on this journey with you and get to and kind of, it's, it's nice to see us doing it and see sort of real Formula One fans have a really cool experience because yeah, it, it definitely was. When we were watching particularly like when we got to the, the grandstand and watched a bit of the cars, I was like, this sport is like, I, it, people, people can say that we like act up to it, but like it's not, we absolutely love it. And I was just like, this is the best sport in the world. I was just like, this is amazing. Like, I just, I was just <laughs> loving it. I was just like, this is the best. And that wasn't just the heat stroke talking, was yeah. it? <laughs> Tommy yes. had a massive headache before uh, coming on to, and doing this podcast. But it's very warm. Yeah, to echo what, what Tommy said, I've, I've been blown away uh, by the by the Instagram messages, especially because that's where we've been posting a lot of our content. If you want to see more of it over the next few days, it's Matty P1 and Tommy P1 on Instagram. Um, but we've been posting videos. Like, I posted a video of us just arriving at the energy station, and we would we. I'm not often speechless because it's literally my job not to be speechless. Yeah. But it was just kind of soaking up that atmosphere, soaking up the fact that we were there, and it was it was almost like a mum, dad, I've made it yeah, sort of thing. Like, like, it was how have we got here yeah. in in such a short time as well? So you know, we probably sound like a broken record. You probably don't <laughs> want to hear us thanking you every single time, but um, yeah, this is. A, such a special experience. People have been speaking to me, whether it's on this trip or you know, people that work in in in, in the paddock, or whatever. Going, oh, you know, how have you been enjoying it? And I'm just there, like, <laughs> it's absolutely it's... amazing. <laughs> You've run out of superlatives to kind of talk about it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, wow, overload. <laughs> a big wow, big wow. So, um, I think that about sums up our experiences from Friday. Tommy, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are, it's the best day of the F1 calendar tomorrow, and I can't wait to not just watch it, because I always love this day, but to be there as well, it's gonna be amazing. Um, and yeah, I think it's gonna be, it's probably the most unpredictable qualifying of the year so far as well. Fingers crossed. Best day of the year, I would say Sunday at Sao Paulo. But as I think Saturday at Monaco is certainly up there. Uh, we can't wait to, to bring you along uh, with the journey again. Um, follow us on our socials, Tommy P1 and Matty P1, and we'll give you more Instagram content if you want to see it. And we will see you tomorrow where we recap qualifying from this 
hotel room. Hopefully the video hasn't looked that bad and on audio... And I really hope I've pressed record. If you haven't pressed record, <laughs> I'm going to throw you out of this window. Bye! Bye! Hopefully we are saying bye to our recording, because if we're not, I'm going to kill you! P1 is a Stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.